One of my favorite offerings at Authentic Wellness is my food and environmental intolerance testing. We collect a small hair sample, and from that, the client receives a full report reflecting food and environmental intolerances and nutritional imbalances in their body. Most often, people request this test because they're experiencing painful and uncomfortable digestive issues, belching, bloating, constipation, headaches, breathing issues, rashes, and skin irritations. And they want answers. They want to know if it's something that they are putting in their body that is causing these uncomfortable symptoms. If they know what it is, they can take it out and feel better. When the results are available, I sit with the client and help explain the information, explain what the report is showing, and I offer suggestions and a path for moving forward with the newfound information, which can sometimes feel very overwhelming. And those follow-up meetings are always incredibly interesting. As we read through the report, oftentimes people will say, Well, yeah, this makes sense. I actually tend to avoid that food because I kind of feel off when I eat it or I've just never really liked that food. And so things like that make sense. And oftentimes it's it's a little bit straightforward, but more times than not, items listed are not as straightforward as eggs or almonds or black pepper or strawberries. Things that catch people off guard are the items on their list that are genetically modified in some way, or the preservatives and additives in the foods and drinks that they're consuming, the coloring dyes, the chemicals that have these crazy long names, the substitute foods, all those sugar substitutes or alternatives, or the chemicals that are part of their skincare, home cleaning products, or makeup lines. All of the things that are added into the products to make them more appealing, changing the consistency or color or taste or smell, oftentimes those are things that are driving what surprises people. Usually the response is, I don't even know how to say that word, let alone know what it is. How do I know it's in my food or the products I'm using? So timely, Because my friend Heather just asked me the other day, she said, Missy, what are GMOs and should I be eating them? And what's the deal with the coloring and the dyes in foods? Like what the heck is in the food I'm eating? So today for one of my besties and anyone else that's listening that has those same questions, which is pretty much everyone, let's dive into figuring out what's actually in the food you're eating. Hello friends, it's Missy, and this is my podcast. This is me at 50. Let's chat about what it looks like and feels like to go from your best life in your 40s to an even better life in your 50s while navigating hormones, perimenopause, and menopause. Let's talk about finding balance over perfection, nourishing your body in the role nutrition plays, healthy movement, who you should surround yourself with and why that matters anxiety, hot flashes, concentration, focus, sleep, cooking, relationships, and friends, all the things. This is me at 50. Now, before I move on, I want to make sure you're getting all of the best information because I love sharing. As a professional health coach, I'm passionate about educating and providing quality information with the goal of creating a healthier community. 
So be sure to check out the show notes and sign up for my authentic wellness mailing list. This is an awesome resource for recipes, upcoming events, and more great information on ways that you can create that healthy lifestyle that you want. Just click on the link in the notes to sign up, or you can also visit my website, authenticwellness.net. And as a nice bonus, I'll send you an awesome freebie for joining my community of fun. Alrighty, let's tackle what's actually in the foods you're eating. So I want to start by reminding you something that you already know. The food industry is a big business, like really big. And their job is to sell you their products. And they have lots of money and resources to do just that. Where products are located on shelves in the grocery store, either really high up or really low on the bottom shelves or right at your eye level. The color of labels, the catchphrases like organic, high protein, and no added sugar, the price point, it's all marketing. The food industry wants you to buy their products and they are really good at their job. You have to be your own advocate. You have to do a little extra. Knowing what to look for on a food label is really, really important. So to begin with, I want you to ignore the front of the package label. That's literally all marketing. I want you to flip the product over and I want you to find the ingredients list. Start there. That's what's going to tell you what's in the food you're eating. Not how many calories, not how much fat. Before any of that, I want you to know the ingredients that you are going to be putting in your body if you choose to eat that food or drink that drink. So when reading ingredients, the first thing is, can you pronounce all of the ingredients? If you cannot pronounce them, put that back on the shelf. You have no business putting that in your body. If you can't say it, you really don't know what it is, it's very likely it was created in a science lab and is not actually food. Don't put that in you. You deserve better. Our bodies are made to use food and the nutrients in those foods to fuel our body. We are not robots. We are not some kind of automated something that functions on chemicals and science creations. No, we are meant to fuel our bodies with nutrient-dense foods, proteins, healthy fats, nature's carbohydrates, that would be fruits and vegetables and whole grains. All of those things come with vitamins and minerals and fiber and all kinds of wonderful for your body. So remember when I started this and I was talking about all the additives and the preservatives that are showing up on people's intolerance and sensitivity tests and how it was driving digestive issues and chronic pain and bloating and inflammation? Yeah, it's that stuff, the things you can't pronounce that are oftentimes at the root of those problems. Ingredients that are an accumulation of letters and numbers are not food and it doesn't belong in your body. Put it back on the shelf and not in your body. Walk away. Even if the front of the box or bag tells you in all kinds of ways that it's healthy and good for you, 
You know better. You deserve better. Let's talk about food dyes for a second. Red dye 40, blue number one, yellow number five, and six. There's so many. Like most food dyes, red dye 40 was originally synthesized from coal tar. And now it's made from petroleum. We don't eat petroleum. Isn't that something that goes in like a car? Some studies have revealed that red dye 40 also contains carcinogens linked to cancers in animals. And the National Cancer Institute has linked it to bladder cancer. Artificial food dye consumption has increased 500% in the last 50 years. And children are the biggest consumers. Cereals, fruit snacks, jello cups, anything that's colored. Claims have been made that artificial dyes cause serious side effects, such as hyperactivity in children, as well as cancers and allergies. You wouldn't put poison in your body on purpose. Don't let the food industry do it to you or your family either. Next, if sugar or sugar alternatives is one of the first four ingredients, put it back on the shelf. Fake sugar is worse for you than real sugar. Remember, the food industry wants to trick you, so they've created over 50 names for sugar. Google 50 names of sugar. I bet most of them will fall into the, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce that category, which we covered in bullet number one, which means you're going to put it back on the shelf. If there's sucralose or glucose or aspartame or maldextrin, so many more, put it back on the shelf. Sugar and sugar substitutes are the root cause of inflammation. Women, sugar feeds estrogen. Elevated estrogen drives increased cortisol, and high levels of cortisol cause mid-belly weight gain, poor sleep, and the list goes on. It's a huge driver in hormone imbalance. That damn sugar and sugar substitutes are freaking evil. And you're better than that. Don't do it. Now, while you're reading your labels, this is a really good time to speak to Heather's question about GMOs, or genetically modified organisms. These are foods where DNA has been modified using genetic engineering technology. Many GMO foods are engineered to have a toxin inside of them called Bt toxin. Bt toxin causes an insect's stomach to explode, resulting in death. The presence of Bt toxin in GMO crops is helpful to farmers because they don't lose as many crops to insect damage. But think about what it might be doing to your insides when you consume it. Examples of GMO foods are corn. About 92% of corn in the U.S. is genetically modified. GMO corn can be found in processed foods in the form of cornstarch, corn oil, and corn syrup. So remember, when you're looking at those labels, you're looking for these things. Soybeans, about 94% of soybeans are genetically modified. Soybean oil and emulsifiers like soy lectin are found in many processed foods like cereals, veggie burgers, baking mixes, dairy products, tortillas, granola bars, and tofu. Canola oil, 
About 95% of canola oil is genetically modified. Sugar beets. More than 50% of the granulated sugar used in processed foods is made from GMO sugar beets. Now, many countries have banned GMO foods because of the damaging effects that they can have on your health. Many believe this toxin is contributing to the growing number of cases of leaky gut syndrome. They believe that when ingested, every day it creates micro holes in your gut, just like it causes damage in insects. GMO crops grown and sold in the U.S. include corn, soybean, canola, sugar beet, alfalfa, cotton, potatoes, squash, and a few variety of apples. Although current research by the Food and Drug Administration suggests that GMO foods are safe, there is some concern around their long-term safety and environmental impact, so avoiding them kind of seems like a really good idea. Once you start reading those labels, guaranteed, you will find these things in just about everything you're buying at the grocery store that is prepackaged. Now you can get around consuming GMO products by doing the following. Number one, look for USDA organic symbols. Anything with the USDA organic stamp has passed the test for non-GMO foods. Number two, look for labels that read bioengineered food. This is another term for GMO. Number three, any food labeled 100% organic does not contain any GMO ingredients because U.S. law prohibits this. However, if a product is simply labeled organic, it may contain some GMOs. So what you really want to see is 100% organic. Number four, shy away from any products that contain corn oil, corn tortillas, corn flour, corn chips. They all have that BT toxin in it unless it's marked 100% organic or no GMO. Fifth, just grow your own food or buy from local farmers. In off-season months when it's the winter here and we don't have the farmer's market, I love to visit localharvest.org and find a CSA or a community share agriculture program in my area that I can utilize where I still get to buy fresh produce and fresh foods from local farms. So one more thing I want you to look at when you're looking at that ingredients list is oils. I'll keep it simple. Stay away from safflower oil, canola oil, sunflower oil, and vegetable oil and go with coconut oil, avocado oil, and olive oil. Remember those three and you are good to go. So now that you're starting to understand what's in the food you're eating, I want you to peruse yourself to the section on the label that shows the serving size. Nutrition labels state how many calories and nutrients are in a standard amount of the product, often a suggested single serving. However, these single serving sizes are frequently much smaller than what you might be consuming in that package in one sitting. For example, one serving might be a half a can of soda, a quarter of a cookie, half a chocolate bar, or a single biscuit. Manufacturers are trying to deceive consumers into thinking that the food has fewer calories 
and less sugar. Be aware of the serving size scheme. Many people are unaware of the serving size scheme, assuming that the entire container is a single serving when in truth it might be two or three or more. Oftentimes when I'm working with coaching clients, they'll say to me, Missy, sometimes I just want a cookie or a treat. And I get that. I do too. And you should, but in a mindful and intentional way. Having one serving of a treat is way different than letting the food industry trick you into having more than you think. Finally, I want you to watch out for these misleading claims. Number one, light. Light products are processed to reduce either calories or fat. Some products are simply just watered down and that's what makes them light. Check carefully though to see if anything has been added instead, like sugar, which is typically the case. Multigrain. This sounds very healthy, but all that means is that a product contains more than one type of grain and they're mostly refined grains. So unless the product is marked as whole grain, you're just getting more grain and there's nothing healthy about it. Natural. This does not necessarily mean that the product resembles anything natural. It simply indicates that at one point, the manufacturer worked with a natural source like apples or rice, organic. This label says very little about whether the product is healthy. For example, organic sugar is still sugar. No added sugar. Some products are naturally high in sugar. The fact that they don't have added sugar doesn't mean they're healthy. Unhealthy sugar substitutes may also have been added. Low fat. This label usually means that the fat has been reduced at the cost of adding more sugar. Be very careful and read the ingredients list. Remember, you get 25 grams of sugar total per day. Low carb. Recently, low-carb diets have been linked to improve health. Still, processed foods that are labeled low-carb are usually still processed junk foods, similar to processed low-fat foods. Made with whole grains. The product may contain very little whole grains. Check the ingredients list. If whole grains aren't the first three ingredients, the amount is negligible. Fortified or enriched. This just means that some nutrients have been added to the product. For example, vitamin D is often added to milk. Yet, just because something is fortified doesn't make it healthy. Gluten-free. Gluten-free doesn't mean healthy. The product simply doesn't contain wheat, spelt, rye, or barley. Many gluten-free foods are highly processed and loaded with unhealthy fats and sugar. Fruit flavored. Many processed foods have a name that refers to a natural flavor, such as strawberry yogurt. However, the product might not contain any fruit at all, only chemicals designed to taste like that fruit. As always, your best bet is to make meals in your kitchen using ingredients that you know and love. Grow your own food if you can, or choose local resources. I like to do a CSA program in the winter months. 
All you need to do is visit localharvest.org to find participating farms in your area. Or if you're going to the grocery store, that's okay. Just read your labels. Grocery stores are starting to provide more and more healthy options. You just need to be your own advocate, know the things to look for on the label, and make the choices that are best for you and your family. Knowing what the heck is in the foods you are consuming is on you, but it's so important. If you're feeling crummy, experiencing digestive issues, bloating, belching, constipation, inflammation, insulin resistance, deciding to make healthier options to fuel your body is crucial to feeling better. And you can do this. And that's a wrap, my friends. If you like what you heard, I would really appreciate it if you sent it to a friend or shared on your social media if you think there's something in here that can be helpful for someone else. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, I'd love for you to leave a positive review and rating. Until next time, my friends, I wish you all the best life has to offer. Make it a great day. Today's episode is sponsored by Authentic Wellness. Our mission and life purpose is to teach you healthy, sustainable eating and living practices, guide you to alternative healing modalities, and offer support and accountability so that you can be your truest, most authentic self. We offer a variety of one-on-one and small group coaching programs focused on balancing hormones, optimal gut health, and anti-inflammatory nutrition. Schedule your consultation today by visiting AuthenticWellness.net.